0: Greetings, and welcome to the B&H Photography Podcast. Today's show is a special one. It's a milestone of sorts, and I say this for several reasons. For one thing, we're coming up on our fourth anniversary. To date, we've produced close to 200 episodes, which I personally find mind-blowing. And with the release of today's show, we anticipate passing the 3 million mark for downloads, which is pretty darn cool. Being part of this podcast is exhilarating, humbling at times, and it goes without saying, we have to thank you, our listeners, for sticking with us and making all of this possible. As always, we look forward to the comments and feedback we get from you, our listeners, and we encourage you to continue letting us know your thoughts as we venture forward. To mark the fourth anniversary of our show, we are tickled to present to you a conversation we recently had with Jeff Bridges, yep, that Jeff Bridges, who in addition to starring in a Slew of Academy award-winning movies is a longtime photographer. Jeff was on set, but took time to speak to us via Skype. Let's have a listen. Today we're fortunate to welcome to the show a very special guest, musician and photographer Jeff Bridges. Like many creative types, Jeff often has to supplement his income. In his case, he helps make ends meet by being an Academy Award-winning actor. Jeff starred in great movies such as Crazy Heart, Iron Man, The Big Lebowski, Tron, and one of our personal favorites, The Fisher King. But Jeff is also an accomplished photographer, specializing in panoramic film photography using his Widelux deluxe panoramic camera. His images have been exhibited around the world and collected in many private edition books and fortunately for us in two books that you can buy, 2003's Pictures and for 2019 his brand new Pictures Volume 2, which is published by Powerhouse Books and distributed by Penguin Random House. The book will be officially released on October 15th and is currently available for pre-order. It's worth noting that all of the proceeds from Jeff's books go to the Motion Picture and Television Fund, which is a nonprofit organization that offers charitable care and support to film and television industry workers. We're going to give you all the information you need to know about buying the book at the end of the program and check the links in our show notes, but for now, without further ado, Mr. Jeff Bridges. Welcome to the B&H Photography Podcast.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to do this interview. This is the first one I've done on my new book. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm all excited to roll. Hope I got answers
0: to your questions. Well, we'll be gentle with you. All right. I'm interested in the camera that you use, and I want to start off by saying that I have this friend who has four 1960s vintage Alfa Romeos, and the reason why he has four of them is because he knows that out of all four of them, at least one's going to start in the morning when he needs to get somewhere. Now, the Wide Deluxe is a quirky kind of camera, and it's got its a lot of little things about it it sort of reminds me of of a vintage alpha how many have you gone through over the years or how many do you own or do you not have problems with them
1: god no i have problems with them and i've i've lost track of how many i've owned but i currently have about i don't know exactly but about five
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) you describe it as being a fickle mistress and i think that's a perfect way of describing it
1: yeah, well, you know, it has a you know a, a viewfinder that's not real accurate. <laughs> uh, there's no focus on it. The focus with just depth of field, and um, you never know what you're going to get. You know, as one of the things that I loved uh, when I first became a photographer, and started using you know cameras, taking pictures, was that special feeling you get when you you know. <laughs> get your your proof sheet and you you know you see this wonderful uh, gifts that you've completely forgotten about you know, you know the time passing you go oh that's so wonderful
2: and the the funny thing is that 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 time period could be a minute or a half a day or or six months or a year yeah. you still get that feeling of surprise exactly
1: exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. and with the wide lux it's you know quite uh it's got a mind of its own, you know, (laughs) (laughs) because one of the things that you can do in the way I use it, I don't like to use it as a landscape camera. I've, I've done some landscapes, you know, with it. Um, but I really like to get as close to my subject as I can, which is, you know, maybe an arm length away. That's about what it is. And, uh, and so to get that depth of field focus, you've got to put it at an f11, and it's got a sliding f stop. You can you can go in between f stops. It's like a little thing on the top oh, that, really? huh. that rotates. It doesn't click into different f stops. And uh, and then the speed, which uh, I often shoot, is fifteenth of a second. Which on a traditional shuttered camera is hard to get a focused image, you right. know, because uh, it's going too fast. But with this particular shutter mechanism, which is like a a moving slit that wipes across the negative, you can hand-hold at 15th of a second and get a relatively sharp image. Well, that's because it's uh, not
0: really a 15th of a second. It's a 15th of a second at each portion of a thin slit of film over the course of, what, 10 seconds or 5 seconds, maybe?
1: A 15th second goes about like this. Yeah, so so you get all of that time this to be jam. You can you know uh, you throw the camera around and wherever you hold it still, if the image is going to be sharp when it's when you're moving, it's going to be moving. You know, it's very much uh, uh, like that, and you can you know play with those aspects. And do of you, the do, cam-
2: you uh, do you kind of when you're approaching people and you're composing do you uh do you look for that possibility of movement and try to get it and then get the elongated arms or the the distortion that might come with it or, or are you kind of uh well it kind of go with what's given at the moment you know i mean on the movie set the lighting
1: now the fat, the film that they're using uh or it's not film at all it's mostly you know just digital stuff mm-hmm. is it's so light sensitive that the light in the in the studio now is very low, so I'm shooting, you know, fifteenth of a second uh, at 11, and I'll maybe get some 3200 uh, ASA, you know, ISO film, and I'll push it to 6400.
2: Huh. You know? My next question had to do kind of with composition and and having shot some wide format you know, you have the pleasure of having a bunch of space to put information in, but it's also going to be a challenge because you put something in the middle and then you have these two sides that are just left empty. Do you have a uh, kind of what you look for to compose? Do you try to balance the sides or or have them answer each other?
1: I don't, uh, it's not that I try not to think too much. I just notice I don't think too much. (laughs) I just take the shot. You know, it's like whatever looks pleasing at the time, I go boom, you know. And as I was saying, yeah you know the the light in the sound stages is quite dim so a lot of times you know you you don't plan for that kind of movement that you see in the in the shot that you're going to ultimately get but you get one of those movements and i i kind of dig that you know i like that the fact that some people are holding still sometimes and there's a lot of movement i like that and sometimes you can create a uh you know uh uh, do a piece, you know, like I've got a series of uh, shots from actors doing the tragedy, a comedy, a mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great series. Yeah. It's yeah. a great use of, of the camera for that. Yeah, yeah, and that's a you know, it's a really a fun, simple thing to do. That uh, you know, I've got a, <laughs> a slew of those portraits now, mm. um, and I like that, you know, that, just that study of those those masks. I like that for several reasons. One, because it's kind of a fun thing. Uh, you know, phot- photographically, I mean, it's sort of a marriage between moving pictures and still photography in a way, you know, on one negative, you've got that movement. And then it's also uh, a display uh, for uh, how willing actors are to play and just, uh, you know, uh,
0: one of the things I just to go back to the uh, the viewfinder, we talked about the fact that it's not really that accurate. I own a few cameras and use a few cameras that again, have independent finders to the lens and you really don't know what you're going to get in the whole thing. And you sort of have to feel where the picture is in a sense. And sort of, I understand what the lens is seeing. Do you do that a lot? Sort of like just feel the picture rather than just peer through the finder and just go with it?
1: Yeah. Often. Yeah. Sometimes I use the viewfinder and sometimes I don't, you know, uh, there are a few pictures in the book of what was known now as selfies when these oh, totally. dead, yeah. it, you know it was before that word was uh, out you know and there were just opportunities to do self-portraits put me in the picture and i usually do my best to hide the fact that it's me taking the picture you know i try to frame my arm out a little bit you know no, what i mean do
2: a good job at it too we were talking about that mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah and so uh I don't know how we got onto that, but what, what was your viewfinders?
0: Question? We're talking about just feeling oh, oh, a photograph. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. And I noticed that it gives you a little bit more than you see in the viewfinder. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things I love about this camera, um, is that it's it almost reminds me of, uh, of having peripheral vision. You know, you, yeah. you, it seems more, uh, uh, truthful to the way the eye perceives things, you know, how you can focus on one thing and you've got all this stuff happening in the Well, yeah. Well, That's we, a really good We point. see about a yeah. 100,
0: 134 degree angle of view and I think your camera is what, 150 uh, or 140, I believe.
1: 140, 140, yeah. Okay. I, I love that aspect of, I have tried some of the, you know, more modern wide lenses like mm-hmm. that you know, some that are fixed, you know, like, uh, what, the you know, what is the one on sudden, I can't remember the camera, but you know, you turn, uh,
0: no, that was actually going to be my question. Are you, are you referring yeah. to the Hasselblad, uh, the X-Pan? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. And that, and I, I prefer the wide locks for a couple of reasons. One, I prefer the format. I like the, uh, you know, I think the, the, uh, the X-Pan feels a little too wide for my taste. I don't know why, hmm. And, uh, and it, it doesn't, uh, you don't get that panning uh, feature, which adds a whole other element to the shot. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, now, you know, with iPhones, you just stitch it all yeah. together yeah. you know, and you get that. But none of them have figured out how to do that movement yet.
0: <laughs> Did you ever try the Noblex? 'Cause that's a, that's exactly like the Widelux, but it was electronic. It was an East German camera.
1: Noblex. I think I might have. I think okay. I might have. And, and sure. do you use the have you, have you have you used a Noblex?
0: Yeah, I actually owned a Noblex. I've owned a Widelux, I've owned an X Pan, uh and the what's, own, yeah. what's the
1: difference between the Widelux and the Noblex? Uh
0: the, well, actually, it's basically an electronic version. I think the lens was uh, about the same; it was either twenty six or twenty eight millimeter lens. It tracked the same way as the wide Lux, uh, but it was a little more reliable because the shutter was electronic. It had its own issues; it broke its own ways. Uh, uh-huh. But, but it, it basically did the same thing. The X-Pan, by the way, I think is only about two millimeter difference in the in the length. Uh, it just, but it doesn't give you that Boeing effect. It, it, the pictures yeah, might shops, be shaped yeah. the same, but the and effect is totally different.
1: Yeah, and maybe the Noblex is the one that's too wide for me. I don't know. And then there's the Noblex have you know on the wide locks, There's only three speed settings. Yes, you know, that, 50, 120, and two fifty. And is that what the Noblex is I, like? You know, as well? I, I
0: believe it gave you a wider choice. I don't. I don't remember yeah. how many, but it was, I'm pretty sure it was wider than that. It was more than that. Yeah.
1: Do you shoot yeah. color at all? Uh, I have, but I prefer black and white. Probably comes from how I started. You know, I took over my dad's Nikon, you know, when I was a teenager and started <laughs> to shoot my friends and got a, uh, you know, set up a dark room in my bathroom and, you know, and, you know, did all the developing and all that stuff. And I just, I love, you know, love that black and white. I'm With this book, I'm particularly pleased with the uh, the quality of the black and white uh, images that uh, dual graphics, the guys who printed my book, that that's coming out, yeah. um, are up and out L.A., and they just did a splendid job, man. Those blacks are just mm. deep and glowing. And, <laughs> you know, it's like seeing, uh, you know, it's like seeing a black and white film, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw, uh um, Did you see Roma? Uh, aroma was gorgeous, yeah. you know, and it makes you appreciate the images in a kind of a different way. It seems to use a different part of your brain or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe it, it maybe your mind is asked to, uh, and imagine the colors, or something like that. I don't know. Do your own version of it, or something. But uh, I think of some of Kubrick's movies. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Strangelove. You know, I saw that not too too long ago. Oh, yeah. Just the blacks glow. Man. Totally.
2: You know? Totally. What about outside of uh, the movie sets? Do you, do you shoot with the wide Lux and, and kind of, uh, I don't know when you go on vacation or when you, when you with family or do you,
1: you yeah, know, I, I, um, I shoot, um, I shoot uh, with the family a bit. There's a part in the end of the book. I don't think you guys have these pictures, but years ago, you know, like maybe 30 years ago, 20 years ago, when my dad was still alive, uh we had this place up in bear valley Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a ski uh, place and he was kind of missing and we didn't know what he was doing and we knocked on his door and he said leave me alone leave me alone We're kind of worried about it after a while he came out and he said i gather the family i've written something he had written um a a movie script called robin of bear that was loosely based on robin hood mm-hmm. and that was because it one of his grandsons had uh, requested that of him so he went and did that and then we all shot shot it we shot we made the movie as a family oh. and uh Bo's son, Casey, was uh, you know, the DP on it. My daughters played uh, peasants, I think, you know, and, <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. And so, and we shot a whole movie of the whole oh, thing. that's great. And then I uh, got my uh, Widelux out and shot Widelux stuff, you know, Chronicle. <laughs> so there's a couple of those pictures in the book at the end of the book. Too. But I mainly use the camera while I'm working. That seems to be... Um, where i'm uh inspired you know one of the tough things i notice when i do shoot on the movie is there's some maddening times you know because you've got your camera uh you're reminded of having it and there's some so many shots that you go oh what a beautiful (laughs) and that is a you know is a feeling and of course in life you have that all the time as a photographer you know where's my camera this would be it
0: do you so actually finally, carry the camera with you when you're on set, like hidden in your costume or something like that, or do you say, "Okay, yeah. now's not the time for it"?
1: Well, I have. I'm uh, fortunate to have a wonderful relationship with this fellow named Lloyd Catlett, who has been my stand-in for over seventy films. Uh-huh. We met uh, on the last picture show, and have been friends wow. all those. Wow.
0: Years. <laughs> okay.
1: You'll so often, often have the wide lux there on this side, and I'll say. What, uh, I call him Lit. I'll say Lit, Locks. He takes it. You know, so he's kind of like my squire or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, so like,
1: and, so I always try to have it around. You, you know, do. put it in the pocket of one of the chairs. And do you look
2: at it as kind of, I mean, now do you do it on, on every film? And do you look at it as kind of a the document that you want to create? I mean, or, or it, is it, yeah?
1: It's a funny sort of thing. I do carry it on most movies I've done. And uh, if it's, if I don't get enough good shots, I won't make one of these small little books. But mm-hmm. normally I'll make a, a little book for the casting crew, you right, know, right. and it's become such a tradition now. And it's quite a bit of work, you know, especially if you take a bunch of pictures. And now the editing process, as you guys must know, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's the the real tricky thing, you know.
2: And did you edit the book? Did you choose all the photos? Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: I uh, I worked with a wonderful uh, woman uh, who designed the book, Iana Anderson, mm-hmm. and uh, we worked together on you know figuring out which uh, shots were going to make the book. There was some you know that H-
0: how closely you know, aligned was, were you with her as far that's as that's editing?
1: That's Oh, oh, very close. We were, you know, I mean, it was basically up to me, but I would bounce ideas off her. But her design is, uh, I think, really um, uh, makes the uh, the images really kind of Mm -hmm. pop, you know, the way she's. I was really, I really liked her design of the book.
2: Was there a reason why it's been what fifteen, several years anyway since the first book? Was there uh, it just was too many other projects going on, or you didn't have, an, you didn't get enough images for a book, or was there a reason why it has been so long in between?
1: Well, I figured to
2: put out a volume two
1: of those of that book, I would need quite a collection of films to to show. So that took a amount of time. And I don't know. It just seemed like a natural uh, evolution kind of thing. It seemed like now was the now was the time to do it.
2: And how's working with Daniel Power? <laughs>
1: oh, he's a good guy. Yeah. yeah, he's. I'm really happy with the uh, the way that's all going. That we got the same publisher, and we're going to put out a, a uh, get a sleeve so we can have both books. You know. Uh, available at the same time. Oh, wonderful.
2: Now, you mentioned, uh, I read that, you know, staying out of the way is a main task for you as an artist. Uh, uh, and, you know, I worked as an on-set still photographer in the past. I know that's, it's very important to kind of stay out of the way. Are you kind of a fly on the wall when you're shooting or do you, does everybody know here comes Jeff with the camera and, and, and you know, I know you, you engage in the cast and the crew a lot but I mean, how is it on the set?
1: Well, it's an interesting thing. Um, you know, often, I'll break out the camera on the first read-through, you know, and I'll ask their permission, you know, ask everybody's permission, the director and the producer, certainly. And, and, there, and I say, you know, this 20, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, you might like to see this moment that we're having right now. What do you guys think? Yeah, sure, go ahead and snap it. You know. Anybody and, ever uh, say no? Uh, you know, you know, nobody has. And, uh, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> well, o- occasionally they will say no with pictures. People in the book will ask permission for all, all of them to be in the book. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It we
1: yeah. could. good. And some will say, yeah, but uh, don't use it to you know publicize and all this stuff. Gotcha, right. okay. So, but most of the people are pleased to, especially because all the proceeds from the book are going to the motion picture and television fund Mm -hmm. in support of that, which supports everybody who, you know, who works in the movies. Sometimes, you know, I'll ask him, I say, hey, can I do a portrait of you? You know, or hey, do you want to do a tragedy and comedy thing? You know, (laughs) um, uh, most of the time it's a fly on the wall. And being an actor myself, I know when, every, when there's any kind of lens, whether it's a moving movie picture lens or a still uh, lens, uh, it, it, it a certain chemical thing clicks in my <laughs> body. And I do my best not to uh, be inappropriate with it, you know, yeah, to, to be sensitive to it. Yeah. But mainly, everybody, you know, you just kind of get used to it, you know, and they don't mind. It. And then the fact that they... You know, they get one of these little books, and it all works out. Right. That's kind of plus too. Well, know. I
2: guess there's no hiding it too much because the camera makes some noise, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So, what about the uh, your relationship with the uh, the still photographers? Because I know some of them can be a bit. I mean, obviously, it's it's different when you're the, the actor, or the star of the movie. But uh, you know, they they some of them. You know, patrol Uh, the territory a little bit. You know, how could you get annoyed with this
1: guy?
0: Come on,
2: seriously.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, God, these guys are my mentors. I mean, as you mentioned it, I can't think of all of the names, but um, you know, Sid Baldwin was uh, the uh, still guy on Starman, Mm -hmm. and that was kind of the beginning of when I started to do my books. Hmm. And it was actually Karen Allen's idea. He says, Hey, why don't you put some like Sid Baldwin's photographs in your full photographs and we'll make a book for the casting crew. Yeah. And that kind of started the whole thing. But Sid, you know, and all of the, all of the, uh, the guys, you know, I'll often say, Hey, what's a good light reading for this shot? You know, <laughs> you got me you know, 3,200 stuff on you, you know, yeah. what a good place to buy that, you know, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. You got a little bag because, you know, Sometimes the wide locks, uh you know, will jam, and you've got to go in there in a little bag and, you know, a little mini darkroom bag. You know, uh-huh, and get uh-huh. your yeah, film yeah, out. They got to go to uh, Mary Ellen. Mary Ellen Mark, the great Mary Ellen Mark, was a mentor to me on a movie called uh, American Heart, where uh-huh. she was the the set photographer, wow. and she taught me so much, and I'm such an admirer of her, her work. Yeah, Lori Sebastian is another photographer that comes to mind and, and you know uh, the movie business is relatively small business chances are you're going to work several times with you know, folks that you work with Mm-hmm. that's often the case but you know that's you know they're they're yeah, i get along well with those guys
2: and do you uh do you repair a little bit your cameras are you kind of handy with them or is it just something when when there's a breakdown you pass it grab me the next oh, one
1: You know, i'll scrape some of the residue you know that the yeah. film
2: gets off as it slips through and uh yeah
1: you know that kind of stuff but no i don't get into the guts you know yeah,
0: just, yeah. there's one other thing i was just curious about uh, you, as we established early on the uh, the wide lux is is a dumb camera i mean it just got shutter speeds aperture and a, a lens that swivels around what do you do you just guess exposures do you use a light meter and if so i'm just curious which meter you use
1: yeah i use a uh a spot meter i got a minolta spot meter and just you know and a, kind of a general one but uh you know, a lot of times I'll just guess, or I'll you know I'll ask the uh, you know the set photographer, and but you know I have I, you know just I usually do a, a spot, meter, you know, give get kind of a general sense of the lighting around. You know what it looks pre- like. It's pretty
0: a- wide. You you can have extreme contrast ranges working on set. A lot of your pictures have a lot of negative space, so you can't just take an average reading in there. That's why I was questioning that. So a spot meter makes yeah. sense.
1: Yeah, and and I you know try to go around and get you know different locations just generally you know like I'm, I'm going to take some pictures for the next 15 minutes, and the lighting is going to stay kind of the same. I'll take you know uh, I'll hit my spot meter uh, and look at people's you know faces in different in different lighting conditions in the general location. So then when I go, I say, oh, this is going to be you know. Uh, a 15th at 11, you know, here, here, I, you know, I've got to go to, you know, a a two 15th and two eight, you know, which is, you know, you don't like to do much because that's got to put you farther away from your subject, you know, stuff like that.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So I guess my last question might be, uh, you know, a lot of the work that we know from you, your photographic work is related to your, you know, your other work, your, the movie work. Do you, uh, you know, do you just go for a walk one day or and take a camera with you and shoot? Do you relax with the camera a bit? or uh, And do you shoot it, digital at all? <laughs> or is that part <laughs> yeah. of Do you enjoy uh, it in that well,
1: sense? It's, it's very tempting, you know, you got your iPhone, although I must say, I really don't carry my iPhone around. I hate that yes. having a leash like that to me, you know, I <laughs> yeah. not like that. So I don't carry my iPhone, which is also a wonderful camera, too, you know. But I use the iPhone video probably more than the camera. Oh. Uh, but, uh, hmm. but you know, I mean, you know, we shot. I don't know if you guys are hip to this, but there was a thing called Sleep Club, and hmm. we made a little a little video series. If You Google Sleep Club and go to where it says Watch, you'll see this weird little uh, video we made, and we shot it. You know, all, a lot of it on iPhones. Huh. Just you know. And we had a great time doing that. So, you know, I think the, you know everybody having a camera is kind of a wonderful, wonderful yeah. thing. But I don't, I find I don't take that many still shots with other cameras. And I don't really do too much, you know, relaxing, going out uh, and taking pictures with a wide look. It's mostly I don't know what it is. It's like, you know, some actors between shots, you know, they'll sit there and knit or read you know and uh, I read I don't knit I take shots with my wide locks you know what I mean it's something tied in with the work
2: yeah yeah interesting well you're producing an incredible I mean you know in addition to all of that it's going to be an incredible body of of work for kind of the history of of film if you really look at it that way i mean it's it's a unique vision it's a
0: unique version of all the things that we often see just a whole different twist to it it's great
1: oh i'm glad you guys say that that's how i think of it as well i'm I'm, um You You actually
0: use the wide Lux in a way that the camera was not, I don't think was intended to be used. I think it was more for architectural, even though it bends things uh, and for landscape, but you use it very close up in an intimate way. And I never really thought of that camera that way, but you do it real well and, and, and repeatedly, which is even more to to your credit.
1: Yeah. Thank you. What comes to mind as you say that is um, Peter Bagdanovich. And uh, the last picture show that was shot in black and white. Mm -hmm. And the wonderful cinematographer, uh, Robert Surtees, Uh, the combination of uh, young Peter and Robert was really something. Mm. You know, I remember working on that uh, movie and the the light uh, had to be so bright because Peter wanted great depth of field. And it's wonderful when I get that in my photography and i really appreciate it when i can get a close-up that will be you know relatively sharp and also the background will be a similar uh sharpness you know i, I think that i like that you know and that and i think some of that sensibility came from uh, from working on picture show all right okay great
0: uh jeff uh thank you so so much for joining us today it was a blast having you on the show uh, thanks,
1: guys. Wonderful to be there with b h okay. okay. All right.
0: Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Bridges' Pictures Volume 2, which was designed by Jan Anderson, printed by Dual Graphics, published by Powerhouse Books, and distributed by Penguin Random House, is available at local independent bookstores, including Powerhouse in Brooklyn and most major online retailers. As mentioned, all of the proceeds from Jeff's books are donated to the Motion Picture and Television Fund. Check out jeffbridges.com to see more of his work. And while you're there, click to donate on No Kid Hungry, a great organization for which Jeff is the national spokesman. Finally, if you're in the Los Angeles area on October 15th, take an opportunity to have Jeff sign your very own copy of his new book at the Book Soup event. Check the link in our show notes for more information. Okay, that is a wrap of another swell episode. If you enjoyed it, share the joy with your friends. We'll leave it at the top of the queue for the next two weeks while we take a little vacation break. After our two-week breather, we're going to be back with more great episodes on photo books, photo gear, and you're ready for this, an interview with musician and photographer graham nash for now i'm your host alan whites and on behalf of john and jason thank you so much for tuning in today